So I don't want to brag, but I made the best peri-peri chicken the I other want night. it. Oh, you can get some. You should come over for dinner. How'd you make it? Well, I did it in my jewel. That is a true story. I've had the jewel for months now. Uh, it is so easy. It is – it's actually really fun to use. Yeah. Uh, it's a sous vide situation. Sous vide used to be a thing that only in fancy restaurants could you could you take part in. It's a thing where it's, – it's a style of cooking where you submerge your food in a plastic bag into water that then heats up to the temperature that you want your food to be done Genius. At, um, so that it can't overcook and it can't undercook. So you you put some chicken thighs in a bag mm-hmm. with some uh, some herbs, some uh, salt and pepper, some oil. You let it go for forty five minutes. It gets right up to like one hundred and sixty degrees, which is right where you want yeah, it. Yeah. You get a little sear on it. You put some sauce on. Boom. You're and good to go. Just keeps it there for you. So if you're having guests over, exactly. you're you're in the middle of cocktails and stuff. It, right. ke- it keeps the food from getting cold. Exactly. You, you put the chicken in the oven at you know 425 or whatever. You let it go two minutes too long. It's overdone. You let it go two minutes too little. It's underdone. This, it gets exactly the doneness level that you want. There's a visual doneness guide on the Jewel app. Oh, brilliant. Um, and it stays there. To get yours, every time. just go to chefsteps.com slash Jewel, that's J-O-U-L-E, and use the code HOMOPHILIA, and you'll get $15 off for a limited time. Mm-hmm. I cannot recommend it highly enough. That is chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E, code HOMOPHILIA. Matt, the holiday season is upon us. Ho, 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 ho. Maybe. But you know what will brighten your day? Holiday savings. Ooh. Yep. So I'm in listening. Honor, yeah. And on our Black Friday, Podswag is offering some great deals on products from all your favorite podcasts. If you want to be one of the first 100 orders, you will get free shipping on your entire purchase. Or you can take advantage of one of Podswag's other amazing offers. Uh, you've got 30% off t-shirts and apparel, mm-hmm. 20% off accessories like socks and pins and totes, 25% off uh, SO. Esoterica items like stickers and glassware and posters. It's all happening on Black Friday at podswag.com. That is podswag.com. Hey, Matt. Dave Holmes. How are you, Matt McConkie? I don't want to exaggerate, but I got to say, this is maybe our best episode of all time. Maybe one of the best podcast episodes of all time. I think it goes into the canon. This uh, is, I mean, a killer interview. I, you know, an interview with, a, with, a, with someone who is really interesting. Now, generally speaking, yeah. what we do on this show, Homophilia, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homophilia. Welcome to Homophilia. Generally what we do, Matt and I uh, have a little conversation. We yeah. catch up on our week. We talk about what we're, what we're watching, what we're listening to, all that kind of thing. And our guest sits in silence mm-hmm. uh, next to us. And then, you know, after a few minutes, we invite them in. Um, this particular time around, we did not do that. Yeah. Um, because uh, the Earwolf building was on fire. Basically or burned to the ground. Was happening. It yeah. was very much. It, it, it was evocative of like in in Stranger Things when that those that that like freaky medical building where they where they test the kids and stuff yeah. is. Um, Everything is malfunctioning. Sure. The the lights are going out. The yeah. alarm is going off. Mm-hmm. The elevator is not working. That was happening at Earwolf. That is exactly what was happening. Uh, so on the drive over, I heard uh, both the uh, the power is out and people are stuck in the elevator mm-hmm. and the fire alarm won't stop yep. going off. So we had to uh, we had to move. Yep. We had to we had to think quick on our feet. Yeah. Uh, the great Colin Anderson and Dana Wickens got us some studio space at Upright Citizens Brigade just down the street. Yep. Uh, and everything's broken there too. As you will hear. <laughs> As it turns out. As you will hear later on 
in this episode. Uh, the lights kept going out. Yeah. People just kept walking in. It was a complete shit show. Utter shit show. But our guest was, uh, I mean, she rolled with it. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking pro. Yeah. And she's she's lived through weirder shit. For sure. <laughs> let's say. Yes. Uh, the great Samantha Ronson is coming up later on this show. If you are just now j- listening for, uh, for the first time mm-hmm. to Homophilia. Welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> Welcome home. There's uh there there are spare towels in the guest <laughs> yeah, bathroom. Get cozy. Um yeah, there's a there's a, a nice warm blanket. Uh we've got some cocoa for you. Yeah. Uh this is a show where we talk to awesome LGBTQ people about what they're loving in popular culture mm-hmm. and who they're loving in their personal lives. Yeah. We go deep. Yeah, we talk about the, the we talk about the fun stuff, we talk about what what you're watching, what you're listening to, what mm-hmm. you've seen, what you're obsessed with, and then we talk romance and dating uh-huh. and who you fucking yeah that's the big question we get intensely personal yeah with some great people we have had uh, Trayvon Free in the last uh, in the last few weeks yeah. Joel Kim Booster oh my god the great Joel Kim Booster Justin Sayre um, Irish writer and director John Butler mm-hmm. Sam J current yes. writer for SNL I mean just an all star parade yeah, and of we're, queers of great queers and we're so happy that uh, that you are on board and we have a lot of great episodes uh, coming up in the next few weeks so yes. so thank you for joining us the, your timing could not be better yes so Matt McConkie what you watching you know I uh, I'm loving um, Smilf yeah. which I've told you about uh, on Showtime uh, you're getting Rosie O'Donnell like sure. gearing for an Emmy yeah I did. I, that would be a. That's a redemption arc. I would like to see. Yeah. Um, and uh, now, just jumping in late to the Deuce. Yeah. Have you seen the Deuce? I've not seen the Deuce yet. I mean, you know, James Franco's playing twins in it. Yeah, I did know that. And it has. It's reached a point where he's been so gay, gay baby and played gay so many times that to watch it, you and and see that he's playing not one but two roles and neither of them are gay that's is weird. like confusing. That's weird. You're like, why? Why did you hire James Franco? He's not gonna. Be, you know, kissy facing with another man, which uh-huh. is what he seems to want to do. Yeah, when he's acting, interesting. Um, how would you, you kissy face with uh, James Franco? Oh, I mean, of course I would. Would you? Yeah, I, he's. He, I don't know. There's something too pretty about him. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It's, but it's, would I still do it? Yes. Yeah. Of course you yeah. would. Okay. You know, who the hell am I kidding? Of course. Of course I would. Of course I would. By the way, watch the movie King Cobra that he's in, speaking of him playing gay, which yeah. is – do you know the backstory on this? It's I do. based on a true story. Uh, a, por- a you know, porn star Brent Corrigan um, was hired by a producer. He's making porn and then he's um, like not able to get out of his contract. And spoiler alert, these other two porn producers who wanted Brent Corrigan for their own kill – the producer uh-huh. that he's under contract with. And so you're getting to see like James Franco doing gay sex scenes, Christian Slater's doing gay sex scenes, but it all leaves you. It's like, I don't know who this movie, let's just say, I don't want any homophobes to see this movie because mm-hmm. it will, it will like check off every box of, of like horrifying stereotypes. Sure. And yeah. Yeah. It's a real bummer. You know, I, I, I wonder, you know, I, that's not the gay world, but it could be the gay porn world. Yeah, there, we had someone in our guest house for a while who uh, was a was a gay guy and and who was um, I will say a mess. Ooh. Um, and he like he moved in and uh, and we were having just like a small pool party and he just like came over and his dog came over and the dog jumped in the pool. Dog not fixed. Oh, so the dog just jumps in the pool and he's like, ha ha ha! I'm your neighbor. And we're like, all right, first of all, get your dog's balls out of our pool. Yeah. And uh, and also, you know, uh, hi, but, you know, give us a knock maybe yeah, before yeah. you come over. So we started off uh, on weird footing. And then he started dating a porn star, 
uh, a guy who had won like best newcomer a couple of years before. And so they uh, also like we, we had a baby shower for a friend of ours. They just crashed it. Oh, no. Jaws going like no. crazy. And uh, and it, like they essentially scared us out of our own house. Like we we moved the party to a bar because it was like we have to go. <laughs> and uh, and this guy was like just was so utterly like creepy yeah. and, and just, you know, like a Sean Cody looking yeah, yeah. dude. But like, you know, a professional. Yeah. And uh, – and, and as as I was trying to like convince, just like get everybody on the same page that we had to go to our bar on the corner, um, he could sense something was up, and he was like, "What are you guys doing?" And I, I was like, uh, "Oh, nothing. It's just you know, we gotta, we all have whatever." Like I made up dinner reservations yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It was two thirty in the afternoon, and and, uh, and he goes, "Hey, man, don't bullshit a bullshitter." And I was like, "Oh, oh. Jesus Christ!" So the, that guy hung around for a little while, and then um, and then that guy's car vanished, and then um, his uh, his uh, place of employment uh, called us looking for him oh boy. and then his father called us looking for him oh god uh so he eventually uh moved out i think it was a a meth casualty kind of a situation Ooh. i am Ooh. not doing great at rebutting the idea that king cobra <laughs> all, is not representative uh, yes. of the gay world we are but it's not monsters we're just definitely say. monsters we're and we're fully monsters. on meth right now yeah well that's how great. we well we're on cold brew which is not dissimilar yeah all right. So um, King Cobra. And you sent me uh, a, a uh, link to an SNL sketch yeah. that was noteworthy. Yeah. I was curious what you thought about it because I recognized the person that Cecily Strong was was making fun of, yes. although they didn't identify her as such, as Erica Jane from Real Housewives of yeah. Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't see the, the, the sketch, it was Larry David and his new wife, who is either 18 or 55, which uh-huh. I thought was a funny detail, is gay famous. Yep. And so she's one of these people who does appearances and has like a, a terrible song and like four backup dancers who never have a shirt on. Yep. And and like that's just the whole thing is that she's sort of gay famous, which is a thing and totally. is a thing that I um, that I resent and sure. dislike intensely. I mean, it, she's also – I mean, uh, kind of the running joke of the thing is that she's being like, are you gagging? And everyone's going, are, I, I don't, what, is she gagging? What does she mean? But yeah. but uh, I'm a little bit like, really? Are people so far removed that like they don't get these references? The, yeah. j- the joke of it was a little bit like, you know, can you believe how um, just vapid this woman is and uh-huh. her audience? Yeah. Which is true. I guess what I'm saying is it felt like this is a sketch that we sh- you should be writing or so you know what uh-huh, I mean? Uh-huh. There's just a it felt it it didn't land quite right with me. Right. But the idea which I and I haven't I am not a real housewives guy by and large. I I recognize her yeah. and I largely recognize her from gifts that I have been sent yes. of her saying like I'm going to give the gays exactly what they want. Yep. Which That's- that sentiment is like it is out there. It's pervasive, yep. and it also it, it always precedes lazy art. Yes, you yes. know, just some nonsense beats that somebody made in an afternoon. Yeah, that the guy in my guest house made, yep. it, like on day three of a meth binge. Yeah, and then just like the you know gagging and you know what weird Nene leaks just speech patterns, generic fierceness. Yeah. yeah, and that and you know and she when she says I'm going to give the gays everything they want. You, Dave Holmes, are not getting what you want from that. Are you? Now, I am a little bit, but okay, I would say I'm doing it like half ironically. Right. And, you know, do I do I listen to her music and think like this is good? No. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a love for her um, and I, I'm able to appreciate what 
she's doing. You know, uh, let's put it as, when, when people say, like, how do you feel when, when like, a straight person says my gaze? It's like, yeah, I roll my eyes at it, mm-hmm. but – I, I do think that they're it's just it's just misguided. I think the the, the heart is in the right place. I would sure. rather be I would rather have somebody be making music for a very basic gay crowd than uh to not like gay people. Sure. But you have more than two choices. Yeah, it's not setting the bar really low. Yeah, there are more than two choices. I, I just I, that kind of thing drives me crazy because then when I don't like it yeah. or when I say this is lazy and shitty, then it's like uh, I'm now tra- I've trained myself to be like is this self-loathing right. you know what I mean like right. is this just internalized homophobia that I don't want to like have Erica Jane's single playing in my car right, right. because it was made for me I, it I wasn't know. made for you it was made for them from the fucking people from King Cobra okay fair enough well there you go uh, folks uh, after the break we're gonna we're gonna talk to Samantha yes. Ronson in a room uh, from a horror movie <laughs> so buckle the fuck up yeah and enjoy I love HelloFresh. HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. If you don't know about it, it's a meal kit delivery service. They shop, they plan, they deliver your favorite step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients right to your door. So all you got to do is cook. Yes. And then eat. You got to do that too. With HelloFresh, all the ingredients are delivered right to your door in recyclable insulated packaging. They come pre-measured in these handy labeled meal kits so you know which ingredients go to which recipe. Uh Uh-huh. There's a classic plan. Which, uh, with all kinds of great meals. There's a veggie plan, which is vegetarian, obviously. There's a family plan, quick and easy mm-hmm. meals the whole family will love. And you can choose your delivery day. So you can, you can, uh, you can determine when the box comes to you to work around your busy yeah. schedule. You can feel confident when you're cooking HelloFresh with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instruction cards. So you can try things you never thought to cook on your own and uh, you enjoy eating outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Look forward to your HelloFresh box delivery as the highlight of your week knowing dinner just got that much easier. You know what I really honestly love about it is that Every time there's something that I've never tried before. Yeah. You know, there's like a, a like a, a, an ingredient that I haven't cooked with before or a style of cooking I haven't tried or whatever. And it makes me so much more comfortable in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, every, every, every box I get, there's one thing that I'll try again on my own, which well, I love. Well, uh, for, for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, just visit HelloFresh.com, enter the promo code HOMOPHILIA30. And you get 30 bucks off that first week. So get it. Homophilia is supported by the hit Showtime comedy series, Shameless. Oh, baby, baby. The struggle is outrageously real for Frank and Fiona and the rest of the Gallagher clan. Uh-huh, they're they're back. back. They're back. Yes. They're more dysfunctional than ever. Did you want them to be less dysfunctional? God, no. Mm, great, because they're more. They're living that South Side life on their terms with no exceptions. The Huffington Post says Shameless has changed the game, and the only place you can see new episodes is on Showtime. Mm-hmm. William H. Macy and Emmy Rossum star in an all-new season of Shameless. Stream new episodes every Sunday, only on Showtime. Welcome back. We are delighted to have oh. our guest with us today. She is a DJ. She is a musician. She is. She is. She's. Uh, she's Samantha Ronson. Hi. Samantha. Hi. Samantha. Hi. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I'm waving like anyone <laughs> hello, can see that. Hello, listener. Wave back. Uh, so, what's happening in your life, Samantha? You're you're working on a new record. Yes, working on a new EP. Just an EP because I feel like nobody has the attention span for an entire album anymore. What is, is, is the difference? Just the number of tracks? Yeah, so yeah. five songs versus like at least 11. Yeah, mm-hmm. that does and sound. Also, 
unless I, th- I feel like unless you have a concept or like some s- huge story you want to tell, nobody listens to the songs in order. Right. Yeah. Or just puts their th- iPod on shuffle. iPod. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, do they even make iPods anymore? <sighs> their phones or their streaming service on shuffle. And I feel like it's just. It's a, a little bit uh, aggressive and arrogant to think that anybody's really going to listen to an entire album. So, yeah. Albums do come and go, don't they? Like, big artists drop them on us, and there's like a, there's a week of attention uh-huh. and a week of think pieces, and mm-hmm. then they go away. Yeah, because no one cares. Because right. also, <laughs> I feel like this year, of all years, like... I mean, we don't how have many the bandwidth. Have we had this <laughs> yeah, year, yeah, and like I don't remember some of the names, but I remember like Columbine and all those. Any mass anything that happened pre two thousand sixteen, like it's had room all, to breathe, and you mm-hmm. knew names and everything. Now it's just like boom, 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 boom. So yeah. you want me to listen to a whole record? Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. Also, there are also sexual, the uh, sexual predators being taken down left and right. And yeah. I can't even keep track of who those are. Yeah, it's too well, much. I can tell you a couple those, of those. Well, though, yeah, you can name a couple off the <laughs> top. Maybe but, off mic, yeah. just so we don't get sued. Well, no, because oh, what? The and the lights just went just out. <laughs> This We've is had a what? Is this a motion the? sensor light? Oh, okay, I have a theory. Jesus. Because we were we were recording this at UCB Sunset because yeah. at Earwolf the power went out. Now, well, not to make this about me, but we did kind of sort of break the Louis C.K. story. We did on a homophilia, little bit. Yeah, sure. which like we two Twitter people pointed out. And coincidentally, the next time we go in to record, no power, can't get in the elevator. We have fucking Samantha Ronson booked, and we can't even use our studio. Yeah, something's then, wrong. We moved to UCB Sunset, and as soon as we touch that topic, the lights go out. Yeah. Maybe Jeez. I'm just bad luck. You no. Be, no, I don't think it's you. I think it's us. I'm saying they're trying to silence us. The ghost. <laughs> the man the, is trying to keep you down. Yeah. Yes. The ghost of some angry, shameful jack-off is, like, haunting the yeah. hallways. How sad. Um, so, album-wise, have you listened to the new Taylor Swift? Reputation. It's brand new to the world. I have What's absolutely not. Okay. And I, is that, are you, do you plan to? If you don't have anything nice to say, uh-huh. okay, say so much. Yeah, um, say so much. I'm just, I'm not a, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, so I, I well, try I, to I, stay away from her music as much as possible. And I've actually managed to, although I did hear that, look what you made me do. Yeah. And I feel like, no, thank you, because <laughs> no. whoever made you do that, oof, <laughs> yeah, I don't you care should to be look. In some serious trouble. Yeah, it's just not great. It's just not great. It's so derivative, and it's so trying so hard to be. You know what, though? In her defense, not that she needs defending. <laughs> but defending, but. In her defense, like, maybe, maybe there's just no real human there for there to be mm. anything human to write or Sing about. That's a strong defense. <laughs> maybe she's just not. In her defense, she's a robot. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What do we want from her? I maybe mean, she's just an empty shell. I don't know. I mean, I have no, I have little respect for anyone who hasn't said anything in the last year. Agreed. Right. So if you have a platform like Taylor Swift's. Yeah. And you run around with Lena Dunham and all these people and you collect this squad of girls who are like all for feminists and 
girl power, and then a sexual predator gets elected to the greatest office in the United States, and you don't say a word, and then the women's march comes and goes, you don't say a word. Go fuck yourself. Right. Sorry. No, yeah. no, no don't I'm apologize. With you. 100% I with called you. her a white supremacist on the show uh, recently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, you I did? Agree. Yeah. I did. Oh, I mean, cool. I like- so this is the Taylor Swift fan club. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Cool. Where do it, I get my bad? Um, I tried all weekend, you know, because the thing came out and every outlet should have, you know, their take on it or whatever. So so I was like, I'll, I'll write. I'll write it. So I, I got I got the leak or whatever. I'm not the leak, whatever. I got an advance like the day before. Also, there's something strange about every everybody who had an advance review, it was wildly positive. And everybody who reviewed it after it came out on Friday, yeah. it was wildly negative. So Why? I th- because then people complained about the video and all of a sudden they realized? No, no I think I think it's po- – I mean, I don't want to – like, I'm going out on a limb here. But I feel like there might be some connection between people who got it in advance oh. and, and them uh, having to maybe say something nice about it. Uh, you know, oh. like a Disney kind of a thing. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea yeah, what I'm talking about. interesting theory. But it, feel, it feels right. Um, and and I, I spent the weekend listening to it, and I just don't have any feelings about it. It's yeah. not – it's so – there's nothing there. It's all these weird, skittery sort of trap beats that don't – that aren't convincing at all. There's li- – okay, this – I said this on Twitter today, but there's a line that says, Whiskey on Ice, Sunset and Vine. That's that's a Walgreens. Like if she's like Taylor Swift drinks in a Walgreens. If we're to take her at her word, yeah. But it's just I all these. Feel like she's probably never even tasted whiskey. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would believe that she would drink whiskey. No, also, there's a thing I feel about like, like she's like a tequila or like a vodka soda girl. Sure, yeah, or Chardonnay, something, something dietitian approved. Yeah. Um, I I feel like there were a lot of things that like that sound sophisticated. Like she's like, I left you at the motel bar. Motels don't have bars. What the fuck yeah. are you talking and about? And you've, like, you've been to a motel? Yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. They don't have bars. They don't have bars. Taylor Swift. They have bars on the window. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. And hangers that don't come off the the the, yeah. what, the uh-huh. curtain. Uh-huh. Yeah, you gotta take the closet with you if you want to yeah. steal a hanger. Yeah, I yeah. I just feel like she hasn't visited too many motels. No, she hasn't. Anyway. What are you listening to right now? What do you like right now? Um, I actually I um I kinda I generally listen to the Apple music best of the week. Uh-huh. Playlist like, yeah. and then just pick the go through that and pick the songs that I like, and uh-huh. then put every few months and go back and listen to songs because I don't listen to a lot of music outside of work. Mm-hmm. It I I I don't I don't know where the time is to do that. Right. Yeah. Like I don't. And does it feel a little the way like they always say you like comedy people prefer dramas and vice versa because watching like if you're we're in comedy and you're watching comedy it feels like you're at work like you're kind of picking it apart. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely don't listen to like hip hop or anything that I play. Yeah, like I'm like listening to like sad Joni Mitchell records basically most of the time on your downtime. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a bad way to spend your time. Sure. Uh, what do you watch then? Are you a TV person? Oh my person? god. Uh, everything. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Um, what was I watching? I had a Curb. I just mm-hmm. caught up with Curb. Okay. Um, uh, Mind Hunter. Haven't seen it. Oh, yet. saw one episode. Liked it a lot. Yeah, I really didn't understand that. much of what was happening, but that goes. Yeah, without I saying. Mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. No. Um, I mean, I literally watch everything. I think what I haven't watched is probably easier to list. Uh-huh. I haven't got to the new Stranger Things yet. I haven't either. Okay. A lot of fun. Yeah. Very similar to the first season, sure. but a lot of fun. No okay. big surprises. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I haven't seen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very know. good. Do you watch shitty uh, reality? 
Or do you no. leave that behind? Okay, good. I can't because I I'm angry enough. Oh, Will and Grace. Oh, I yeah. Really? Yeah. In, I just watched all of the old Will and Grace on Hulu. Right. And then I just caught up to the new Will and Grace. Have you watched it? A little bit. Every episode. I love so it. So good. So good. First of all, I think that um, that all of it should be mandatory watching for like millennial gays. Yes. Like a hundred percent because, like. There's such a disconnect with like, like people like where we are and where we were so recently yeah. in like LGBTQ kind of worlds where like, have you seen the new Will and Grace? Yeah. So the episode where Will gives the kid a lecture on his yeah couch. Ben, Pla- Ben Platt. Platt. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say Splat. <laughs> that is his Twitter that, name. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. That lecture that he gives him yeah. is incredible. It's amazing. He manages to turn it into the um, the night the lights went out on Georgia speech. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He does segue into that at some point. But yeah, it's like a history lesson on gay liberation. This kid who like literally doesn't know the difference between Stonehenge and Stonewall. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. and also it's says great. like, oh, you older guys are so dramatic. It's like, and it was just because I, I feel like anybody who's, been fighting or caring about a cause like I got called the angry Ronson the other day by somebody and who I love and I was just like oh you mean the not straight white male Ronson yeah Yeah. like yeah yeah, if I was Mark, I'd be the happiest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> Do you know what but I mean? But he should yeah. be angry. Who isn't angry yes, is my and question. Mark is just as, just as like frustrated with the world, but yeah. like probably not. Mark's just like a more reserved, like, he's a Virgo, I'm a Leo, I'm mm-hmm. loud. And like, it's I also it my mind. comes out a little differently from a, a woman, you know, like a woman speaking her mind. We the, the culture hears it differently than they do a man. Yes. And I don't think I'm angry. I'm just frustrated yeah. and disappointed. Speak. Yeah. A lot to be disappointed about. Yeah. There's a lot to be disappointed about. You know, it's interesting looking back at 90s Will and Grace because that – okay. So, I mean, when it aired, no gay people in the cast, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like Sean Hayes was in the right. closet. Which is amazing. <laughs> just yeah. even that fact alone is astonishing. Yeah. But it was just like we just sort of took it. We just took it. Right. Yeah. That, that's crazy to me. That wasn't. That was in I, our I, lifetime. Yeah, I know. I've like swept that under the rug. Uh-huh. In my, and like all well, he was the, busy sweeping it into the closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. But was like, I guess he did that to protect his career so he could play all of these straight roles after the show was over. Which right. Is like, did we ever think that was going to happen? But did yeah. he? Was he in the closet or was he not aware? Or was uh, he, oh, he was I, in the closet. Yeah. Like I he. Think, yeah. I remember. I went to the Glad Awards in like two thousand. One or two or something like that, and and like the the uh, makers of Will and Grace got some lifetime achievement award or whatever, and so he came out onto the stage and he was like, you know, he was, he was uh, introducing I forget their names, Max Muchnick and whoever, and he was like, you guys, I'm here, and because I'm here, I have to say something that's been on my mind for a long time, and this is you know you're the right crowd to say it for the first time in front of. I'm really happy to be here. And like everybody, and everybody laughed. Like it, it got a huge laugh. Everyone except me. I was furious. Yeah. I was the angry Holmes in that one. Steam coming <laughs> out of my ears. And like, and I mentioned it to people from Glad that night, and they were like, you know, lighten yeah. up. Then yeah. that was that was fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We've, we, we've been way. getting the message of like lighten up mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit over mm-hmm. the past decade. Like mm-hmm. this seems like the first moment when it's okay to not lighten yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. 
But <sighs> it was pretty. I was really because watching Will and Grace, I love they to think about the climate and what things were like back then, and seeing the things that they said and and the little asides here and mm-hmm. there about like the oh we can't get married or uh-huh. this that the other. And it yeah. was so interesting to see it from from now. Yeah, because I didn't watch it back then. Yeah. But I, you know, I think the criticisms of like just how white male it is are are valid. Mm-hmm. But um, Will and Grace, yeah. Well, the fact that like you've got straight people playing, like we couldn't have got a gay guy yeah. to play the gay guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who that would have been back then, though. I also don't know if at the time it would have gotten made. Right, right. Which is insane to me. Right, and, th- and that's what I stand by. Is like I'm just glad that it is here. I'm glad yeah. that it came when it ca- when it did. Uh huh. I love Karen Walker oh. so much. And I also love that they made her a Trump supporter. Yeah, it's Because accurate. Karen Walker's a Trump supporter. Sure, yeah. And you're still friends with her. But, like, she's, like, the most unapologetic, awful person on the planet. Yeah, so yeah. She's a monster. She's an actual monster. Yeah. yeah. But, but in her personal life is, is a progressive and is, you know, does, like, have empathy underneath it all. Uh-huh. Which I find it hard to believe that any Trump supporter... Does see that's okay. See that's where, for me, the only way I can justify somebody being a Trump supporter, and like a human, is to not be affected by yeah by any of his awful policies, mm-hmm. and so, to not to be okay with the fact that people you love are affected by it, but they're not you. So, but I feel like if there's people that you love that are affected by it, you're somehow affected, and you might slowly. Yeah. realize that like maybe you're a garbage person yeah. but but in so i feel like grace might i mean sorry karen walker would probably if her best friend yeah you know was gay maybe not really be a trump supporter yeah maybe she'll wake up over the course of the season but, uh, but like that arc yeah yeah a, 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 a wokening yeah. um it, it's <laughs> woke. you know, like who did I, who was i talking it might have been you i was talking about this with Matt. but um all of the like the real housewives of new york yes are, uh, basically are trump supporters like, well like a few a few new york yeah. are uh all of the all of new jersey all mm-hmm. of oc mm-hmm. um whoa yeah yeah yeah. Because those are the people you're talking about. They're not directly affected, right? They're right. wealthy, and they're also they're like white. barely informed. Sure, and Def- barely informed. Yeah. I think is, is yeah. But there are some some outspoken. Uh, you know, there were some outspoken Hillary supporters from New York. Thank God. Yeah. Who but, who is a Trump supporter on New York? That I don't Luann. know. I think everyone but Bethany, the basically Countess, Countess Luann. Yes. Uh, well, no, she's, she's Ramona. Carol. Yeah. Car- with the Radsville, yeah. she can't possibly. No, no. Be a Carol supporter. was at the women's march. She was. Okay. She had a Hillary, okay. uh, you know, viewing party. Yeah. Disinvited. It was. A, it was She's a smart. plot line this past season. Okay. Who she was not inviting to her election uh, viewing party because she assumed it was going to be a Hillary celebration. Because uh. okay. we all did. Okay. The woman who threw the leg probably was a Trump supporter, right? Oh God. I don't know. Yeah, that's hard. To I don't know what I'm talking about. We are going to take a little break, and then we'll be back with more Samantha Ronson. Yeah. Dave, have you listened to Fake the Nation yet? Of course I have. 
the Comedy Meets Politics podcast here on the Earwolf Network, hosted by comedian Nagin Farsad. Yes, I have, because here's the thing. It is, there's a lot going on right now, but it can be a little overwhelming. I need a spoonful of sugar to help the yeah. medicine go down. I need some comedy. I need, I need politically astute comedians and policy buffs to get together, break down the week's events with a, with a little dose of gallows humor. And you're going to get recent guests you have uh, enjoyed and uh, grown to love from our show, including Joel Kim Booster and Trayvon Free. Mm-hmm. It's all the comedy of politics without any of the politics about politics. So you want to keep up with the dumpster fire of current events while laughing through your tears? Check out Fake the Nation on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. New episodes drop every Thursday afternoon. We're back with Samantha Ronson. Yeah. Hello. Are you ready for this? Yeah, are you ready to dive in? I don't think you're ready for this jelly. (laughs) Okay, let's find out (laughs) if we are ready for this jelly. So what's going on? uh, Are you dating anybody now? I'm not. I have that that app, Raya. Ah, that was Raya. It's sad. Yeah? It's pretty sad. Why? Um, Because it's just like, I signed up for that just to like, be like, all right, universe, I'm putting it out there because like my dogs are turning into cats, like, and I I don't want to die alone, even mm-hmm. though we all do. Sure. But um, but it is just I just stopped drinking like three and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and so every single so I notice now when people's like dating profile has like a glass of wine in it, uh-huh. and like if your first like photo is like you with like a bottle in your hand, I'm like, no, it's probably yep. not, yeah, it's probably not. And does work. it interface wise work like? T- can you just swipe? No, left it's or- not, it's an X or a heart. Okay, but it's a quick dismissal if you want to. Yes, yeah. and there's like a thing, and and then, but also it's, I would say probably like eighty percent of the girls on there are like straight, but like they just check both boxes, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you can kind of tell. Yeah, <laughs> how, do, how can you tell? By the Chardonnay. Uh-huh. I don't okay. know. Okay. For some reason, it you just You think they check like... both boxes because they're like, but maybe I go out with a woman a few times that b- boosts my profile or and then I, I move know. on or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I also think, like, first, I think I think a lot of people, they're not, it's not one, one way or the other. Uh-huh. There's some people who I fully believe are just straight. Yeah. Like, my sister is straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even imagine her, like... Yeah. We just had this like conversation terrorized. with Mara Wilson about the Kinsey scale, and we're mm-hmm. both coming in at a strong six. Yeah, I'm a Dave pretty hard six. Yeah. yeah. Which is, What's that? That's as gay as it can be. Okay. Zero, <laughs> zero is full as your sister. Okay. We six are, is awesome. We are sixes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where yeah. are you on there? I don't know. Zero to six? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four and a half? Okay. Four and a half, meaning a little more on the gay side. Then. Then straight. Yeah. 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 Okay. Was that a confusion? No, yeah. no. Okay. I'm like, did you guys think I was straight? Yeah. That, um, <laughs> we, can you we've go? been announcing you as our first uh, fully straight guest, and we were really excited I don't know if you about know that. my history at all, but. <laughs> no. The show's called Homophilia. We yeah. asked you here for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's not about blood. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, not about, it's not about clotting agents. There's blood, been no. some confusion there, too. There has actually been some confusion there. Um, I would say, yeah, I mean, I've definitely been in love with, with men, but. I definitely, you know, it's it's taken me so long to, like, come to terms with the gayness that 
I've, I don't really know. Yeah. Like, my family was not stoked. Like, really? I was, yeah. Which That's is surprising. insane because yeah. I come from like a crazy, like, rock star, like, yeah. interesting family. And, uh, no, not, 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 not excited about that because they're also like English and Jewish and conservative in that way. Uh-huh. This is the elders of the family. The elders, yes. Right. Okay. Uh, I have to imagine your siblings were. No, my siblings were totally fine. Yeah. And were um, you coming out to them as bi or what, like what I language did really you I never really came out. Like it was, my mother confronted me about it. It was one of the most amazing stories. I was on my way to visit my little brother and sister at camp. Uh-huh. The first girl I was ever with had just told me that she had, I guess, cheated on me the night before. How and old are you at this stage? Like 19 or 20. Uh-huh. And, uh... I haven't even slept yet, and I've gotten to my mother's house and we're driving to, like, Maine or something. Who knows? And put a CD in the, in the thing. And my mother goes, They're gay. aren't they gay? And we've just <laughs> hit the FJR drive. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you can't jump out and, I'm just and like, barrel roll. Huh? She's. I was like, it's the Indigo Girls. And I was just <laughs> right. like, for someone who knows so little about music, like, you really jumped on that one. And, uh... And as much as my mother's been with my stepfather for a hundred years and knows about his music, she's not like not a yeah. encyclopedia of music that yeah. would immediately hear closer to fine and be like gay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it was and I was just like, I don't know. And she's like, Are you gay? And I was like, No. She, no, she goes. She asked if the girl I was with was gay. Yeah. And I was just like, No, she's just married. She's like, Yeah, but she's not married anymore. And I was like. I, I don't know, no, no, she's straight. And then my mother said, are you gay? And I was like, no. And I just, like, spent the rest of the car ride, just, like, shell-shocked, just, like. Oh, and my mother's like, so then my mother's the like, well, let's focus on you being straight. <laughs> she was like, okay, Jerry Fall. <laughs> How are we going to do that? Yeah. And she was like, we'll go shopping, and we'll get you some more, like, feminine clothes. And And I was like, you wear pants and boots? She's like. And I was like, no one thinks you're gay. And she's like, I don't sleep with women. Uh-huh. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good detail. Okay. That, yeah. that, that really does throw a wrench in things. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we, I never went shopping with her. But, uh, but I'd always been called Pat. Yeah. Like that, like that awful sketch from SNL was mm-hmm. my whole family called me Pat. So it, there was, it was not like it was like a positive Term yeah, of endearment. Yeah. Yeah. So it was always kind of like a negative. And then I got called the, like dykey and like a lot of like not necessarily nice things. Right. And um, so I knew that it wasn't like okay to be gay. Yeah. And also I feel like for that generation, like this is why the Kevin Spacey thing made me so angry because I've been talking about this so much because I finally realized that so much of my own like homophobia, my own issues that myself are based on the fact that like gay was also predator. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. like the un- the gay uncle was also the gay uncle who was the pedophile. Right. The right. one that you didn't like the fiddle about uncle. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, there's so much propaganda from back then with, like, actual television commercials in the 50s being, like, keep your kid away from the gay guy who's, you know what I mean? Just, like, so many things. And I realized um, and uh, that there's something my mother said that I won't go into, but said it 
finally twigged with me. I was like, oh, it's you that made me think. Because for my whole life, I was always like, if I paid a compliment to a girl that was just a compliment, I'd be like, I'm not like flirting or anything. I'm just yeah, yeah. telling you. That. No homo, essentially. But Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was always so like rigid and uh-huh. just like... Because I was like, my friends are my friends, and most of my friends are straight, and there was never any confusion with them. It's not like they ever made me feel like if we were all getting changed together that I was being like, but for some reason in my head, it's yeah. like, oh, make sure they know you're not a predator. Yes. You know what I mean? I know and exactly what you mean. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's the worst feeling in the world to feel like you're, that you would be considered a predator by anybody. Yeah. yeah. Just for being gay or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it really took me until like maybe two years ago to like put those together. And then now I obviously have to like figure out how to like explain to the the heart, mo- emotions and head that like yeah. you're not that and it's okay. And uh-huh. that yeah. does being that doesn't mean you're that. And, and so it took a really long time for me to ever want to say like, I was gay or even, I think, I had an ex-girlfriend who was laughing because I said something since the election, like, about white privilege, like, yeah, Jewish, female, gay, immigrant, still white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my ex texted me, she's like, I can't believe you referred to yourself as gay. <laughs> like, oh, you did and, it. Yeah. Like, 12 years after we broke up. <laughs> and um, but But it took so long because... And it's so hard to say that when you feel like saying that says something that you're not. Right. Yeah. And, and I then think we that get to a the... point where you're, you, we've all moved past that sort of collectively. And then the Kevin Spacey thing. Yeah. Where it's just ugly head and, and it was like, yeah. I literally just had that conversation with a friend of mine at dinner the night before about how like separating predator and gay. And it's really kind of like been a, a struggle. Yeah. And then the Kevin Spacey thing happens and you're like, fuck you, Fuck dude. You from a height. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's and you know what? I think now now that we find now that the the keystone has been pulled and the avalanche of sex creeps is like mm-hmm. coming down uh-huh. the hill. I you know the 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 connection between homosexual and predator is like it's it's still in our culture, but it's never it's not based on fact. I mean, no. there are cre- there are gay creeps, there's yeah. there's straight whatever. Well, but now it's, with George Takai too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what and a really you know, fucking and there's punch in the yeah. gut. Oh, I didn't even read that one. I saw the headline and was like, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. I'll come put back it in the to it. The singer in my band was like, not him. Yeah, know, and he's a straight guy, yeah. and he was just like, not George Takai. Yeah. No. Oh God, it's all so terrible. But the thing is, it's that connection is not based. In fact, it's based, I think, on projection, you know, because you look at the things that straight people accuse gay people of doing. It's all the things that we're finding out that straight, powerful men do. So it's just like there's an urge inside some people. And so they project it onto the other, which they've done. Well, it's what narcissists. Yeah. Yeah. They just assume that you think the same way they do. Yeah. Yeah. What what was your schooling like? Where, Where were you? Where were you in school? Like high school and all that. All I grew that, yeah. up in London and then Manhattan. I went to all girls private school in New York called Chapin. Uh huh. Okay. And then I went to she went to school with Ivanka. Ooh, Whoa! Really? Yeah. Same year. I didn't like her then either. No, uh, no she was a couple years younger. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, but all my friends from school have all these like awful stories about Donald Trump in the elevator, like being just like a perv. Oh with them. man! So where are those stories? 
On my Facebook, I gotta find him. <laughs> okay, good. No, I mean I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not no, I know. I'm saying the same thing. I was yeah. like, God, I gotta really dig in and find those. Yeah. And see yeah. if those are still up. Since if unless they deleted them since he got elected. Even sure. though there are like 20 stories that have been told publicly about mm-hmm. him that have managed to not make a difference. Right. right. He's still the president. Oh. Yeah. So Ch- so Chapin, I would have to imagine, even though it's in Manhattan, is a pretty conservative environment. Yeah, right? we had like a nun as a headmistress. Uh huh. Okay. But I wasn't. Uh, I mean, looking back on like, be on like thinking like some of the older girls were cool, like maybe those were crushes, but I don't know. I like definitely had like crushes on guys when I was in school, uh-huh. but um, but also like, not really. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, uh-huh. I didn't even like, I didn't lose my virginity until I was nineteen. Really? Mm-hmm. To the man or with the woman? A guy at uh-huh. the at uh. The door guy at a club in New York City that that's, I used to go to all the time. That's a perfect. Yeah. That is a perfect experience. Yes. <laughs> For Could a young Manhattan have... scenester. Yeah. yeah. It that's was fantastic. At the doorman at Spy Bar in Moomba. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Man. If you're going to do the damn thing, do the damn that's thing. Do right. the damn thing, Samantha Ross. Uh-huh. I'm already attracted to him, and I don't even need to know who yeah. he was or what he looked he like. He's you know I mean? hot. Yeah. Yeah. Really tall. Ripped. Uh-huh. Used to wear like a basketball jersey. Yeah. You saw the tattoos. Come on. And so 19 was also the year that you were dating the girl you were talking about. Who well, maybe. So then maybe maybe I was 20 when I was the girl. And uh-huh. that was. I remember the first time I kissed her going back to Mumba and like giving him a blowjob in the bathroom. Wow. <laughs> Was it just like I have to? Yeah, like, I have to I'm, that's overcorrect. Not gay. I'm not gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, but th- that girl, she was. I wonder if she'd even be mad. Um, now she'd been divorced. You said. Yeah, she'd been. So no, she, I was like, I wonder if she'd even be mad if I if I called her out. I don't uh, even think she would. Uh, whatever but, you're comfortable uh, with. But I never even asked. Um, but uh, she. Uh, she was an act, act uh Ioni Sky. Oh yeah, Ioni Sky. Yeah, and sure. um and she was just like to me when I was young like so fucking cool. Oh yeah, know? the coolest. That's their brother and then she hit on me in a way that no guy ever even had. Like it was just uh-huh. so full on like <laughs> this one like people coming at me from like every angle just being like my friend wants to meet you. My friend wants to meet you. My friend wants to meet you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, why? Yeah. And then I was like, okay, whatever. And by the way, like I had like a shaved head. I was like such. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what, what's the look that you're working? I had just done, at that point I wanted to be an actor, I think. And I'd just done a movie where I'd had my, where they'd shaved my head in it. Uh-huh. And like I was already androgynous. Like it's mm-hmm. not like, and uh. Who did I, I mean? Obviously, I was like a cute little boy. I look like a twelve-year-old boy. Uh-huh. Really cute. You look like eleven boy. from Stranger Things. That's Basically, that's yeah. yes. And, uh, and, and this guy was, was like, "I want that one." Yeah, yeah she got that one. Well, and very um, interesting. And uh, and yeah, so I understand why my mother was like, maybe if you change the way you dressed, mm-hmm. women wouldn't hit. Her whole thing was like, if you're not gay. And in her defense, it's taken me like 20 years to 
in her defense. Yeah. I said no so quickly. And so for her, she was like, well, maybe then if you dress a little differently, women wouldn't hit on you and it wouldn't confuse you. Uh-huh. Because I guess for my mom looking at her child, I I may have been 20, 21 years old, but to, to her, I'm her kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she sees a child that's probably just confused and doesn't really know and looks at gay people as predators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She's impressionable, so, so... Yeah, so she was probably like, well, maybe if you dress a little differently, girls wouldn't hit on you and you wouldn't have to deal with the deal with it at all. Mm-hmm. I guess all parents want to do is just like take any sort of uh, s- source of terror yes, away any suffering from, they want to eliminate. Yeah, they just want to like get it out of there. Yeah. Like, that dog bites, get the dog out of yeah. here. Uh-huh. So... Like actually, like forgiving her as we speak right now. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Amazing. But, that's healing. Um, but yeah, like I, I never said I was. So I think it was just for her. She was just like, all right, well, let's just solve this problem and yeah. uh, make it so that you don't have to be confused or whatever else. And then, uh, but yeah, I was, I was definitely intrigued by Ioni, and I was definitely into it. And but I was also like terrified at the same time because I was like what does this mean does that mean like and and by the way the only people that were the only gay people who were out in the public were like Ellen DeGeneres who I think had just lost her TV show being gay and like Melissa Etheridge and the Indigo Girls yeah like there weren't any like there weren't any gays like me there Mm -hmm. you know there weren't like there wasn't there were no role models who were like in their twenties and yeah, you know, like yeah. there was no one young to. who like also wasn't just gay. They it wasn't like flag waving, right. hairy leg like uh-huh. Vermont. Yeah, uh-huh. like you know what I mean. There uh-huh. there weren't there weren't the like Angelina Jolie like Gia type. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. just there wasn't that. And so yeah, and there were there were press gatekeepers. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the the you couldn't. I think if there had been social media, more people would be casually out mm-hmm. in some way or another. Mm-hmm. But you, in order to talk, if you were a famous person to talk to to your fan, to, to like people, you needed the media, and the media only sort of had a few people that they would show you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So there was yeah. There's just like a, 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 a very narrow spectrum yeah. of role models. Yeah. So did that become like a serious relationship? I mean, to me, yeah. Yeah. It was a significant one, even yeah. if it, yeah. I think I was also, like, so freaked out by the whole thing that I was also, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm English. Like, we're not good with, like, talking about our emotions or any of those things. So, like, I was very, like, alone with my pride. Like, right. no, you don't need to know that I care kind uh-huh. of thing. So I don't really know if she ever knew how much. I cared at yeah. the time even. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely, it wasn't a one-off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it tur- it led you to have to listen to a, a you know, a Indigo Girls song to, like, cope with <laughs> the fact that she had cheated on you. I mean, that uh, ain't nothing. What a great icebreaker. Uh, so what, what's the evolution of your relationship since then? Like, who, who did you begin, how did you begin dating? Well, then after her, I had a, uh, I think I dated some waitress, and then, and then I had a boyfriend for like two and a half years or two uh-huh. years, and then. And um, did you? Sorry, but when you dated the when you had this boyfriend, was did you feel like you had to then do some reckoning of just like okay, so I guess I'm 
bye or or that was just a phase and i'm or was it just this is who i'm attracted to i'm gonna i'm gonna go out after this yeah i think i was just like i think that made it more confusing the fact that i could really be in love with a guy made it really hard to like because everyone wants you in a box yeah right and so it's like well are you gay or aren't you gay and it's like i don't know yeah. And I still don't, but but I know that I'm not I know that I'm all right with whatever it is. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. It took a really long time. Like yeah. I had one of the most public relationships where like she's gay, right? Yeah, like yeah. everywhere. And I I wouldn't wouldn't have referred to myself as gay. Uh-huh. And I feel like when the problem with gay in 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 the world is like when you're gay, that's all you are. Right. And and if you ask me what I am, I probably say Jewish first, mm-hmm. then English, uh-huh. and then maybe gay. Yeah. Probably musician somewhere in amongst mm-hmm. all that. Uh-huh. And I feel like when when like there's a gay character on TV, that's all they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just the gay one. You don't get to be a second thing. No. You, you, that's it. And, and so I was so, I guess I also didn't have a lot of gay friends or not gay girlfriends. I had a lot of gay guy friends just because, but like the gay girls, I all, everyone would be like, oh, do you know so-and-so? It's like, just because we're gay doesn't mean we know each other. (laughs) And there was like such an aversion to being friends with like gay girls because you're like, what I can have straight friends too. Yeah, yeah. But then I realized that I really missed out on a lot because my straight friends don't have the same. Like we might have the same history in growing up and all these things, but like they don't. No matter what, like you just cannot understand somebody else's life. It's why white privilege is so insane. Because yeah. no matter the empathy that you can have, you'll like as a gay person like. As a gay woman, I could definitely dress more feminine and do whatever it is and pass off as straight, right? Right. Walking down the street, I don't have to be, like, called a dyke or this, that, the other. But when you're black, you're black, and you can't change your right. skin color. So no matter no matter what kind of awful things I've heard in my lifetime or insults or things for being, you know, one of the many things that I am, I can— Fashion could kind of maybe yeah. dictate the yeah. way you were seen. Yeah, but but just because I look like all my friends and all that doesn't mean that we have the same history or the same struggle or the same feelings or whatever else. And it's sometimes and the last year or so has been really difficult with even with my family because it's really frustrating that like my my twin was a Bernie supporter. And just fine. But for me, like, I don't want to get yelled at by another straight white guy who, like, uh-huh. yeah. doesn't get it. Uh-huh. And when you're a straight white woman and her husband is was a Bernie supporter, too, really supportive, like, played shows and did all this stuff for it. Like, yeah, no matter what, like, you just, it's so hard to, like to see something from somebody else's perspective. So at, for them, I get it. I get being a Bernie supporter when when that was your life. Uh-huh. Yeah. But 
from my perspective, it was really hard to like talk to her or talk to people from that world about that thing because you're just like you just don't you just don't get it and you don't have a frame of reference, so yeah. I don't expect you to. Mm-hmm. But like, I also am Jewish, right? So, and like, pretty like, I've been practicing my whole life, you know. <laughs> still quite haven't got it right but like <laughs> but you know going to temple went to orthodox synagogue you know my family are pretty like religious and and uh and so I was having this thing where I was supposed to go out with somebody and it didn't end up happening and and I didn't care about the person at all but it was like oh is this because God thinks being gay is wrong still that I'm alone uh-huh. well. and that that's the one that's been the hardest for me to like really reconcile. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like no one knows. So either I decide he's cool with it or I decide he isn't. But I'm the only one that can decide that. Right. So that's been the that's been like kind of the hardest thing because at the end of the day when I look at like relationships and love and whatever else and I'm just like, that's, you know, the relationship's the one thing that's missing from my life. And I'm good with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I my life is so full and I'm such like a loner anyway. But sometimes I'm like, oh, well, maybe it's because it's against God. And that's still, even though I don't think it's against yeah, God yeah. for anybody else to be gay, right. for some reason, like, I just completely hold on to that judgment for myself well yeah because it's you know it's it's foundational for you mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it, it's somebody at some temple somewhere made you think that and it's like that person is speaking for god mm-hmm. you know as a, a, a entity that they and spent their life studying saying it no yeah but, but it's you know? there it's woven in somehow yeah. i'm catholic and it's the same yeah. it's the same thing like yeah. i never got a big fire and brimstone sermon ever mm-hmm. but i have the same feeling you know i i I've basically got it wrestled under control. Do you? I think so. Yeah. More than I did a few years ago, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And maybe just because I'm not engaging with it anymore. Like, I just don't, I don't have those thoughts anymore. Are you in a relationship? I am, yeah. Are you in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. So, did you, but were you you in some way still getting that message from your family? It it sounds like. No, because my mother is like, my mother is really gone full on at this point. She's like trying to like set me up, but she's sent me on an awful date at this point. Really? Yeah. So she's all in. Now we're good. Now she's, and I think she probably, I know, I remember having this conversation with her when I was with Lindsay because it was just so public and just like. There you go. I don't know who you're referring to. And uh, I don't know if you heard her. Really sober actress. <laughs> and um, uh, there was, during that, like, because because dr- through the course of my relationships in the last, like, since Lindsay, pretty much, like, if I had a girlfriend and I came to New York and I stayed at my mother's house with her, everything was fine, unless yeah. my mother didn't like the human. But mm-hmm. it wasn't an issue. But I was still, I'm still not affectionate in front of my family or anything with anybody, unless it's brand new and I'm... Especially when I'm still drinking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it'd be like now that I'm sober, but uh, but uh, yeah, I know that that's not coming from my family anymore. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's the one leftover. Is like maybe it's against God, and that's why. So okay, um, you're 
you're in the middle of defining who you are mm-hmm. as a sexual being, mm-hmm. and then a relationship that you're in is on the news. Mm-hmm. How, like, what, what is that feeling? Like, what, how does that feel inside your body? It was, it was so insane. But at the same time, there was like, because so much of it, because it was so crazy on Lindsay mm-hmm. that like, I really didn't. I don't even know if I had time to process it or it's just like, that's just what it was. Uh And there was such like a, there was, I guess there was so much negative negativity about so many things in her life that the best thing she could possibly be was gay. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? uh Like it was the only thing that wasn't going to get her arrested or rehab or whatever else. So like, it was kind of a positive in her life. Yeah, people are rooting for her for yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. So, so it kind of, and that was the year that that Katy Perry song, like I kissed a girl and I liked it, uh-huh. and like I felt, I feel like there was a lot more acceptance in general with gay people at the time, or at least, I mean, I was in such a bubble <laughs> that shit was so crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, I just can't imagine what that is for you. Well, you know what was amazing about it for me was that I had been with this girl for a little while, for a while before, who was so in the closet that if I was at her house and a friend of hers called and said, I couldn't find parking, can I crash at your house? I had to leave. Wow. I couldn't park in her garage in case people saw my car when they drove by. Wow. Wow. She lived in, like, a huge building with, like, three billion units. And uh, and it was so crazy. And she was so nasty about it, too, that, like... And I was so young that, like, I knew I just broke... You know, it's, I'd been with my my boyfriend and then to her. and uh, And it was just so, like... I didn't realize how gnarly it was until when I was with Lindsay, who was like the most famous person on the planet yeah. and like, and, and known for being sexy and those things. Like it wasn't like she was like some like masculine kind of person that you like was not like, she wasn't a soccer player. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Huh? She was an actress who was like a sex symbol. And the fact that she was just like unapologetic about it was just so refreshing. And so, like no matter what went down in that relationship, I will always appreciate that, and I will always be so have so much respect for her for having been so like this is what I am, this is what I'm doing, this is who I love, yeah. and this is that. And it did it feel was, like a bit of a turning point in terms of like celebrity relationships, just being a little more fluid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In the some people are, you might just be dating who they're dating and mm-hmm. and you're going to know about it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are, uh, were, were closeted and now they're out of the closet. It mm-hmm. just, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have to like define anything other than the moment, yeah. you know? And, and so like as in t- insane and toxic and whatever else is that whole thing got, like I'll never, I always have so much love for her for that. Yeah. Just for just like, even her mom was just so accepting. I mean, listen, I was a great influence. You know what yeah. I mean? I didn't do drugs. I like, I w- barely drank then. You know, I was like, 
And I was the force. only person who didn't use her. Like mm -hmm. I stood to gain nothing from that. You know what I mean? Like I, I, my family has money. Like yeah. I, I wasn't, I had a really good career going. Like there was nothing that like, I wasn't using her for anything. Yeah. I wasn't that. So like, like the only thing that I was, was a woman yeah. <laughs> it was like the only like hmm maybe but and in the beginning I think her her publicist and that had tried to like sway her to be not open about it but I think at the same time her jealousy would never have allowed her to like have people think that I w yeah. was single with anyone else mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. okay since then, have has it been difficult to date because of the the potential, like Scrutiny. interference of yeah of the press? Um, no, like the the potential interference was from Lindsay. It was like a couple of relationships where like maybe some cars got keyed. <laughs> like, <laughs> She may have moved in next door to me somewhere, uh -huh. upstairs. She's doing or... all the things that I wanted to do, but just didn't have the balls to uh -huh. do. Uh, she might be in charge of the electric here at UCP. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right that's now. what it is. Yeah. No, to the, uh, she's pretty well mm -hmm. out of the of the game with yeah. this now. But like, uh, no, I think also my I the way I was with paparazzi and press and all that was so, like, keep my head down. Like, I wasn't, like, one of those people I wasn't, like, trying to figure out how to get famous off yeah. that. Uh -huh. So even the paparazzi guys knew that if it was just me coming home and whatever else, like, I wasn't, like, if they put their cameras down, we were cool, said hello, yeah. whatever else, put the cameras up. And they knew I was never going to say anything on camera that was going to be. Not going to get anything be, juicy. Yeah, no. ever. So they were just like, hi. You yeah. <laughs> were going. Because I just wasn't going to bait it. And I, I didn't want to engage it on that level because you play with fire. You can't really yeah. get mad when they don't play the game you want them to play later. You mm -hmm. know, like all these celebrities who are famous for being famous who then get mad at like an invasion of privacy. Like, what? You literally invite them into your home. Yeah. Like, the craziest thing to me was finding out afterwards things like that that people would actually want like paparazzi there. Like I would spend yeah. my whole time like driving like an absolute maniac trying to lose paparazzi and then they'd be there when we got there and I never knew that it was because she was telling them where we were going uh -huh. you know yeah. and I'm like what am I doing yeah. I'm literally like gonna kill myself to get away from somebody who you're giving our like yeah. Address too. Uh -huh. Have you since then? So I mean, you were the complete opposite of the person who was like using her fame to sort of get your own or any of that stuff. But have you, in your own dating life since then, been on the receiving end of that? You know, where you you've been in a relationship and you started to get a whiff of useriness or oh yeah, for sure. But but then it kind of becomes obvious that that's not like that's not gonna come from like you're not really gonna get anything yeah on that level for me like my I always keep my personal life really personal yeah. and I think a lot of it probably came from like shame and like internal homophobia and yeah. whatever right, else right. it was yeah. it's just like this is mine and I'm not sharing it yeah. and also like my parents are on Instagram 
Like、mm-hmm. all of them, <laughs> like my stepdad, my stepmom, my mom, my dad. Like there's just like certain things that I just feel like. Oh, you're saying so? If someone is dating you because they hope to sort of raise their own profile, they're not going to get it because、no. you're not going to provide、no. that for them, right? At right. all? Yeah. Like, and also like that's not me or my life, right? Like, there's just, and also like I'm not interesting to. Paparazzi, like, because I'm, I'm not giving them anything. Do、yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I might get stopped at airports where, like, they'll ask me a question, and sometimes I'll give them an honest answer,、uh-huh. and then sometimes I'll be like,、mm, guys, like,、yeah. I mean, and then if, especially if if I'm with my band these days, like, it's really funny because they just don't get it. They're just like, what is? Why are they asking you this question when there's like the biggest bomb ever just got dropped in the desert? You right, know, and they're、right. asking me about a burkini, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what this is, and like, because I don't Google myself, I don't look at those blogs, I don't, I don't care. Like、yeah. that, somebody was talking about the Daily Mail to me the other day, and I was like, huh? Yeah. Like the newspaper in England? Yeah. Like yeah. what do you? And I've DJed parties for them. But like I didn't understand like the level of like that gossip world, and I guess like the because you know I mean I sued Perez Hilton back in the day, and、yeah. that was by the way, what a misinformed idea. <laughs> oh, oh, but、uh, but speaking of just like people giving like you receiving from different、uh, forces shitty messages about queerness, like、mm-hmm. he was you know horrible. I mean, he also like referred to me as some man, yes, the, <sighs> and just terrible things, which you would think from like a gay man, like, and that's obviously based in his own internal homophobia、right. and his own shame and his own anger. But he hated me because I had had a karaoke night that he had come to a couple times, and I thought he was funny and whatever else.、Mm-hmm. He, and then he he had said something mean about Nicole Richie on the blog about her hands or something.、Uh-huh. And she was there, and he was there, and she's one of my oldest friends.、Mm-hmm. And he said to, and Nicole's like, "Do I really have? I don't know. I don't even know what it was." She's at, but she's asking him. Him. Yeah. And he wouldn't back down. Oh. And I was like, I was like, you know what? If you're gonna insult my friends, and maybe it was naive. It definitely was naive of me because I definitely came from like the. I was, I was just so loyal. Psycho.、Uh-huh. So if you insult my friends, you insult me, and game over. So I asked him to leave, and from that moment on, he's after you. Yeah, and I never did anything for you to get at.、Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. I just like did my job, went home. Like I wasn't. I never did drugs. I never did anything、yeah. that was like gonna feed that thing. And then. Lindsay and it was it was just he just pounced and it was like blame Samantha and all this crazy stuff and it was just like he knew that it was unfounded he knew that the drugs were definitely not mine because here's the thing my career in in the like I'd been signed to Rockefeller I've been in this world for so fucking long like if there were stories to tell about me yeah if there were pictures if there was film. You would have had it already. Yeah. So there's a reason there's none of that because I never did anything, and like he tried to say that I sold the picture of her in the car asleep, passed out, and even the paparazzi guy, this guy Twist, he was there. Yeah. He was like, Ev- everyone knows that you didn't、yeah. sell it、yeah. because 
I know who bought, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it was just that thing where it was, but it was, I think Twitter was, Twitter was out there maybe, but it was. Those were definitely big, just bigger sources that people turned to back then. Yeah. And you also, if you wanted to say something at that time, you needed a publicist. And one of my best friends is a publicist. And I called her, I was like, what do I do? Because I just gotten fired from some DJ gig because they were like, they don't want that. Uh Because I've also done every party you've never heard of. Do you know what I mean? I have like NDAs for days for like weddings and parties. And that's why I did so well was because I didn't talk and I never, what, there was no drama with me or anything. So I remember calling her being like, holy shit, like, what do I do? And she called the head of her company and he was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is being said about her. Uh, What, what does she do? And my friend's like, she's a DJ. He's like, oh, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, she'll be all right. But at the same time, I was so angry and frustrated that this guy was like shitting on a reputation that I'd built forever under the radar as like a solid human being. And then this guy with like a fucking bug in his ass, like decides to just like destroy that. And my only recourse was to sue. And that was a terrible idea. Because it was really expensive, Mm -hmm. and I didn't stay on top of it the way I should have. And the lawyer that I had wasn't actually, couldn't actually legally uh, challenge anything in the courts here in L.A. So he had some, like, pitch hitter here who sucked and didn't actually challenge. And so then I ended up having to pay his legal fees and mine. And it was just, it was just me I mean, trying to take the high road. Yeah. And, you know, the high road just gives you a fucking nosebleed, man. This this age is not about the high road. Like, if yeah. you don't say anything, you're basically admitting guilt at this point because everybody says something now. Yeah. And I made, that was a very huge mistake on my oh, part. God. Well, the, the, the scales have tipped in your favor now. And, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you lost right. the battle, but you've won the war right. sure. in terms of, like, just... You're... I'm not doing celebrity Big Brother. Right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and you're but, not you're not the kind of person who's like gonna like no, you've got weird hands. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm I'm standing by it. Like, can yeah. you imagine that being your life and your position? Yeah. What, what do you are... make of Fuck his you. sort of awakening and the change that he seems to have undergone? Who Perez? I stopped paying attention to him then. Yeah, and have so never looked back. I, I uh, when he called. Polo a faggot, uh, the Black Eyed Peas manager, oh. then oh, right. punched yeah. him in the face. Yeah, yeah. After that is, I remember seeing Polo and just being like, "Thank you, <laughs> hero." Yeah. For the listener, arms are outstretched. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when he did that, I was like pretty stoked, and I was just like, "Karma." Is a bitch. Mm-hmm. I went to college with him, and you went to NYU. Yeah, I went to NYU. I know, but I, we, I think we I went to Gallatin. Yeah, it was a tishy. What a waste. But um, <laughs> no. no, I think we we probably overlapped. But okay. Um, but I was his year, so and we moved to LA at the same time, and so we were friendly at the beginning, and then when he became Perez, you know, lost touch with him, never ran into him like once in the height of the like mm-hmm. the thick of the Perezness, and it mm-hmm. was like. Ooh, I do not want to be around this person. Yeah. And 
you know, and then ran into him years later after I think he's like had to eat a lot of shit and 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 seems to have like really changed his ways like publicly anyway. Treated me completely differently, reached out and was and was really sweet. And uh, is, he, is he humbled? I, I think that he is humbled. And so that's why I, I was curious what you made of it. I mean, I was not a celebrity who got shat on by him, so I don't you know have that experience. But I did have the experience of him realizing that we lived in the same neighborhood and dropping off and knowing that I loved Debbie Gibson and dropping off a framed Lost in Your Eyes, or sorry, Electric Youth Platinum Record signed by Debbie Gibson that he uh-huh. happened to have in his garage. He was uh-huh. moving and he was like, oh, I thought you'd want this. That's really uh-huh. sweet. Like, That's nice. Oh, I like okay. that. Yeah. So right. maybe you should make up with him. As well. no. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you get good gifts out of it. Yeah. Uh, so let's get back to Raya. What are you looking for now? Um... What does a person got to have? Uh, and by the way, are you a four and a half on Raya? Are you woman for woman or are you... Just girls. Just girls. Yeah. Gotcha. Sometimes I put on guys just to see who's out there. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> just so I have something to flip through because otherwise it's like three girls every like six weeks. Uh-huh. Otherwise that's the rotation yeah. is yeah. limited. Um, I was actually going to delete my profile the other day because I was just like so over it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also like kind of like... Is it lame that I'm on there? Like, no, I mean it's there. I it's feel a like thing it's to have. just like that's just the way it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're and just I don't as leave my house, to... so it's kind of the only way I'm ever going to meet anybody. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I still fully believe in like chemistry really being a thing because I've definitely dated people who, like, I probably if you just show me one picture of them, I would have been like, mm, such a lie. I'm. So such, I'm so superficial. <laughs> well, we all are. Such a yeah, 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 yeah. But you're, what I've you're saying is like, but you have um, like. But I feel like chemistry and 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 that like banter kind yeah. of thing like makes a difference. But let's see, smart, got to be smart. Um, have a job. Mm-hmm. Not even a job, like a passion of some kind. Uh-huh. Like I don't care if. I don't care what what you do is like I went I went out with somebody and not only was their job one of the most boring things I've ever heard of, but they also didn't have anything that they loved beyond that. Yeah, yeah which I just don't understand. And for me, I love what I do. Like I'm in love with music, and I was talking to my brother about this. Like the best part of my day isn't coming home. The best part of my day is working. So if if I'm gonna like stop work for someone, like you have to be spectacular, or I can work on music all day and then get into bed and watch Will and Grace with my dogs and mm-hmm. feel fully satisfied. Right. Like I, the only time I ever really realized that like I might be, I might want somebody is like to have somebody to share good things with. Mm-hmm. Like I had something like great happen with music last week, and. And I was like, ooh, who can I... Oh. Yeah. Like, my sister and I were in, like, a little fight, so I didn't call... I couldn't call her. Uh, Mark was... I tried Mark. But, like, (laughs) beyond that, like, it's, like... It's nice to be able to share, like, the good things. Like, the bad things, I have, like, a therapist in, like, meetings Mm -hmm. and, like... Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, that's the only thing. And sex would be nice. Sure. Yeah, sure. that's that's been a, that's been a little too long. Uh-huh. Um, and do you have like a 
is is there a dream like future scenario that involves kids or being married or a kid would be nice i'd like a kid that's like one i think mm-hmm. i'd love kids like my my sister's son i it's absurd the like the the amount of love i have for yeah. him it's it's like my my chest has to grow to like hold, to make space for all that love yeah. like it's mm-hmm. i've never i don't even understand it um, I'd like a kid and like, uh, yeah, like a wife and a kid would be nice, I think, or a husband. I don't know. Okay. But like, I definitely don't want, I feel like people should be able to have their own homes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and don't disagree space. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like space is really important because- Maybe because my studio is at home. Yeah. So, like, um, I have, like, a townhouse, so I've got, like, three floors, so it's okay. So, like, the not like it's a massive thing, but it's, you know, the first floor has the studio and the guest room and then living room area, kitchen, all that stuff, and then my bedroom. So there is a, a, a least a division of that in my last house. My studio was also the bedroom and I felt like I was like a 14 year old in like college or like yeah, at yeah. home. Yeah. Even though it was huge, it still just felt like, Hey, welcome to my bedroom studio. I'm definitely a professional. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it felt yeah. so like amateurish, but, um, so there is that division there where when I go upstairs, it's a different space, but I need a lot of space. I'm not a group hang like even with the guys at the band like thankfully I'm the only girl so I get my own room mm-hmm. but if we're doing stuff all day like I can't then go do something else like I need yeah. to like go be alone reset and then maybe come out again but otherwise like I like my alone time so that's why you do this does this person does need to have their own thing going. Yeah, mm-hmm. like maybe live in another country. <laughs> sure. Okay. So we're looking for a a cool, possibly European rabbi yeah. with a great place. Yeah. Right? A rabbi so they can tell me that God yeah. forgives me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe not a rabbi. Maybe not a rabbi, but maybe a rabbi. <laughs> but maybe. Yeah. And maybe You're Jewish. It. Not necessarily Jewish. Uh, aware of the fact that our kids are going to be Jewish. That's fair. So. Fair enough. Okay. The kid. All right. Kid. Okay, we're putting it out into the universe. Yeah, find me a wife. Get ready Uh for that riot to blow up when this episode comes out. (laughs) I'm sure. I love it. Samantha Ronson, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was great. Samantha Ronson. Wow. Great energy. Great energy. I really enjoyed being around her. The the, uh, coolest person I think I have ever met Mm -hmm. in real life. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that before meeting her, but wow, so candid and so just real as fuck. Real as fuck. Follow her on Twitter, at Samantha Ronson. Uh, thank you to everybody yes. at Earwolf. Yeah. Colin Anderson, Dana Wickens, Ryan Connor. Yes. Thank you to Ben Wise for the music. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Dave Holmes, thank for you, being Matt here. And uh, we'll be back with a lot more great guests coming up. we got Jeffrey Self. we got James Adelmian. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, just an all-star lineup to carry you through the rest of the year. To ease those holidays. See you next week. Well, great cooking, Matt, is part art. 
and part science. You always say that. I have always uh, lived by that. I have it tattooed yeah. on my shoulder blade. Uh, I am first and foremost an artist. And Jewel sous vide takes care of the science. Cooking meat, fish, poultry to perfection with precise temperature control. You can't get that from an oven. You can't get that from a grill. You can get that from sous vide. Precision. Jewel. Perfect food. Every time. You want to get yours? Uh, visit chefsteps.com slash jewel. Use the code homophilia and get $15 off for a limited time. That is chefsteps.com slash J-O-U-L-E. Code homophilia. Hi, I'm Lauren Lapkus. And I'm John Gabris. And we have a new podcast, Raised by TV, where we're revisiting all of our old favorite TV shows from the 80s and 90s. We're talking Full House, Saved by the Bell, Ren and Stimpy, The Real World, Singled Out, all the crap you could imagine. And we'll sing our favorite theme songs. Unfortunately And we'll eat really unhealthy snacks and basically relive our childhoods. Check out Raised by TV right now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Or if this is my mom listening, give up. <laughs> You're never going to figure it out. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.